coming straight from the cockpit. It's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go. All right, back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. And in these weird times, man, the subject just keeps changing and uh, keeps coming back to this as well. And I got somebody really important with some awesome shit that's going on right now to talk about. Uh, It's a very, very timely interview. So tell me, who the fuck are you and what do you do? Hello, man. My name is Julio Ruiz, and uh, many of you guys know me for the guy that owns Liquid Sky jumpsuits. Yes, Julio with Liquid Sky, one of the one of by far the most popular jumpsuits that are out there. And I want to talk a lot about how the hell you got started in that and got to where uh, you are in the sport. But you're doing something right now that's completely outside of skydiving, but still involves a business that you've brought up from the ground up. So tell me, what is it you're doing right now? Well, right now, as literally, I am designing a pattern for another mask because we're getting a lot of requests of people for emergency masks Mm. right now. So I'm working on making masks and we're donating masks and we're helping as many people as we can right now. So that's what I'm doing right now. So I've literally got you uh, via Skype on your cell phone while you're running around making face masks. Yep. Fucking hell, that's man. That's correct. I'm on my cell phone because I might run back to the shop and start printing. I might need to start cutting. Remember, like we're, we're a team of right now. We're a team of 10 people here. Um, I was able to bring most of my staff back to the to operations because what what happened is that you know like this started to go to get crazy right oh yeah and um, LA City shut us down and they say like no one that it's a real necessity should be operating right and I wasn't gonna stay at home doing nothing so I started designing a mask I came on the weekend. To test it, I, I, you know, I cut a few, I put them on. I said, you know what, this is pretty cool. Uh, I'm gonna make a mask. Mm. So I made a mask. Uh, on Monday, I started getting some information ready. And I called my one of my sewers. I said, I need you to come here so we can time the mask. Because when you when you're gonna make a product, you want to make sure that you can make it in a specific time to determine how many pieces you can make per minute sure. or per hour. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So he came, we determined that we can make one mass in, you know, complete mass in five minutes, let's say. Wow. And we have an amount of people. So I got, I, I, he left, I started cutting. Um, I mean, going back one or two days, I have done some research of safety filters as much as we could right. with an engineer that an engineer that works on safety equipment. And he was helping me with a couple of things that I needed to know before I started producing a mask that was either going to be good or going to be bad. Right. Right. So we are not, we're not making these masks telling people that they're going to pro- be protected from any virus. Right. We, because we can, because we're not a certified facility to manufacture certified masks. Sure. We're just a facility that make jumpsuits and racing suits. And we just decided to start making masks. So what we did is we make us as good as a product as we could. We're inserting a, a Merv 
anywhere from 14 to 16 filter. And these are like, there's no filters out there. I don't know if you know, but their filters are lacking, masks are lacking, everything. There's nothing out there to, to find, excuse me. Right. And what I did is I got, I got a, an AC unit filter, right? That, that has a very similar uh, comparison to what an N95 is, practically the same thing. And I'm dismantling them. You know, I take them apart. I put them on my laser. I cut them in pieces and I put them and I include it with a mask. Wow. So people can have something that is better than a neck buff. Because if it would have been something as easy as a neck buff, man, I manufacture neck buffs here every day. Sure. And I make neck buffs for a lot of people in the community of skydiving and other sports. I could have sent a neck buff, you know, but but I wanted to make something that that I felt that worked a little more because you need to be in contact with that mask uh, with that mask. Um, they should be a little bit tighter than a normal mask, sure, because you don't want any leaking or nothing. So they're they're they feel a little different than the normal mask. But we 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 hope that they keep everyone as safe as possible. So when we did all this stuff. Let me tell you that hit shot. Uh, the shit started hitting the fan, <laughs> and as soon as I okay, so I got prepared by sending a text, an email to many of my friends in the industry, letting them know that I was gonna start this movement on Monday more on a Monday or yeah Monday morning to please be ready that I needed their backup. So I sent this email and immediately everyone started replying, don't worry, Julio, once we read it, we'll share it, we'll come and we'll help you. And as as soon as we launched, as soon as I soon as I launched and I hit the share, the, the, the pause button, my buddy just Evan made a donation of $100. You know, my Bemo went like, ding! And I had immediately, like in a second, money in the account. Sure. And I knew that a lot of people was gonna uh, were gonna cooperate. And immediately we started getting donations. So immediately we started cutting masks, cutting pinstripes. I found out that I was missing a lot of equipment because when I manufacture jumpsuits, we have all our machines set up for a specific thread, a specific thickness of fabric. Sure. So, so the feet of the machine, the teeth of the machine, the bind, the a lot of parts of the machine are set for jumpsuits. So we had to start converting all our machines to use light fabrics and light threads. And I was going to head to downtown to buy more stuff, but downtown is closed. Right. Right. So I call, I call one of my, uh, uh, mechanics, you know, one of my machine mechanics. And he said, don't worry, man. I got friends that will open the store for me. So they ran to the stores, they bought this stuff and he even brought it to my factory. Oh, wow. So I didn't have to drive anywhere. Like within two hours, the guy was here with elastic needles, feet, teeth, everything that we needed to start sewing. So How I I mean, how cool is it that uh, that you've got something like this that uh, obviously just kind of jumped at everybody out of the blue and you get an idea that, hey, maybe this will help out a little bit. And the next thing you know, you've got everybody jumping on the bandwagon, not just to order, but to help. I mean, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, man. Let me tell you, like, it's it's the skydiving community is very special. Sometimes sometimes I want to kill a bunch of people because of their <laughs> comments on Facebook, because, you know, everyone knows everything. Right. 
and some people are really negative on on messages when they read about stuff like this but i i don't think i have had a negative message on all the thousands of comments that i've been getting everyone has been very supportive and many many of them have donated a lot more than i would expect um many need the masks and many say you know what i don't need a mask you donate it and that's what we're doing our goal is to you know when you when you donate uh you know what we what we recommend $25 we make one mask we donate another awesome but because we've been getting a lot of big donations we're just making masks unlimited right now i got like a thousand masks here that are being finalized to start shipping things things everything is getting a little bit you know bigger and all that stuff i i went ahead and bought nice nice uh ziploc bags so we can mail them out you know professional sure I'm not I'm not trying to convert my jumpsuit business to a mask business. <laughs> no. But if I'm gonna sell a product, if I'm gonna sell a product that that we wanna touch very carefully because definitely like my hands can be infected. Sure. Right? So I wanna treat it as delicate as possible. So we're putting it on a bag, we're shipping it well, everyone is using masks, everyone is sanitizing their hands like a lot sure you know so i i i send an email to all my staff as a guys the rules for these days is that we're gonna work day to day okay our pay is gonna be based on donations mm. because we're not making business money here right right and uh anyone that eats uh that accept this you know this what we're saying we're gonna you gotta also follow that we're going to be wearing a mask. We're going to be wearing a glove when necessary. And we're going to treat this very carefully because the same way that we can help a person, we can kill a person. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and like, it's also scary. Like we're, we're sending our masks with a warning, with a disclaimer. We just are, our friends from, um, uh, we, we got friends helping us everywhere but uh james labarry from uh from our, our our agency it's helping us with a website awesome so we can have everything a little bit more organized sure so people instead of just Enmo or paypal they go directly to the website they pay they choose their call they choose if it's for a children if it's for an adult if they're gonna donate only or if they're gonna get one and donate one so we you know, we have to spend a little bit of money to make this a little, a little bit more professional. Sure, because sure. I think that even that even the public deserves that we work on a little bit more professional way. I wasn't expecting this. Remember, like <laughs> I did this to make a couple of hundred masks and ship them out. Right. Well, you know, and I think I. I think that now that we're fully operational, we can make close to a thousand masks a day. A day. Which is fucking amazing. And I mean, uh, granted, uh, um, taking the precautions that you've taken to make sure that everybody's sanitizing before they make them out and all that stuff, and putting the disclaimers out there, letting them know, hey, you're making the best mask that you can, but because you're not certified, yeah. this isn't a guarantee. This is just a stopgap, and it's a help. Uh, yeah. You know, and including that filter. And the, the, the medical uh, people out there have already said that even 
if a mask won't necessarily keep you from getting it, it might keep you from giving it if you're infected. Yeah. That's the big thing. And that's, I think that's the thing that a lot of people seem to be forgetting or overlooking is, of course, everybody's worried that they're going to get sick, but they're not thinking along the lines of, I might be sick and give it to everybody else. Well, that mask might not keep the germs from getting into you, but they may keep your germs from getting into someone else. And that's a fucking big deal. Yeah. And yeah, no, and I'm no scientist. I mean, I, I got a lot of, a couple of degrees. I studied the weirdest things (laughs) that we can talk about that later, but a lot of people are telling me, why don't I put those respiratory uh, filters on the mask? You know that, I don't know if you've seen like the little scoop, but I've been filters on. Sure. It's like those, those filters are meant to inhale clean, but exhale what you exhale. Right. So if you're sick, you're ex- exhaling the virus. Yep. I, I had an interview, uh, LA Times or LA News or LA Times came to my shop. And I was talking to them and I started not not hyperventilating, but I was like, oh, hmm. man, because I was doing an interview with a mask right. that doesn't allow me to <laughs> breathe. And I had to, <laughs> to like turn around, take off the mask, take a deep breath and continue because it's a little bit more restricted. You know, sure. it's got to be a little bit more restricted. The filter is right there on my face. Um, Man, let me tell you, like, this is this is the one of the hardest weeks of my of my life running a business because I feel really, really happy of what I'm doing. Sure. And I want to help. Well, I want this to continue, this to grow, and that we don't stop making masks. People in the industry are not jumping, so they're going to understand that they don't need a jumpsuit right now. Right. We need to help the people in need. And if I have to work for the next weeks or month making masks, masks i got all over la that has nothing to do i'll double my operation i'll run a jumpsuit operation on one side and a mask operation on one side and it's not only a jumpsuit operation we make apparel for a lot of people we make custom designs for jackets for movies for a lot of different things and we also make racing suits wow here I mean, go-karting, go-karting, not not regular car. We're making racing suits for go-karting. Sure. And we're, making, we're also making here fire retardant equipment now. Wow. It's not certified, but we're making, you know, we, we've grown to a level that I can work, that I can almost have two shifts. Wow. Man, that's, you know, I tell you what, it's yeah. fun, It's fucking funny because you're talking about how hard you're working. And, of course, now you're working so hard to put out all these masks. But you started out in an industry that's famous for people going out of their way to not work. <laughs> so it's, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, a uh, lifestyle that uh, that uh, is gauged towards doing what you love. And even though it's hard work, we're jumping out of airplanes and all this. Well, you're busting your ass in the real world now. I mean, and hats off to you, man. You're, you're doing something that's trying to help, which is amazing amazing thanks so much man i really appreciate it yeah i mean it's it, the skydiving community is a very giving community and i'm the same as you man there's times that i just want to throttle skydivers and and uh, sometimes people have wanted to fucking kill me for the same kind of shit but at the end of the day man yeah. skydivers will fucking they will nut up when they need to we will absolutely step up to the plate and do what's got to be yeah. done yeah yeah 
Spot man, the 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 pro skydiver. The, like a lot of people think, oh, skydiving is for fucking crazy people, dude. I've been in the sport since 1992. Mm. I am a drop zone. I mean, a point break skydiver. Right? <laughs> me too. Me too. I, I saw the movie. I saw the movie. I got my static line uh, course, and I jumped for a long time. Mm. And. Uh, I I learned how to free free fly watching the Flyboys. Hell I had yeah. no coaches. I learned how to. Oh, I think we lost you there. Didn't kill, you know. So hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Now we got you. Yeah, it's kind of a sketchy connection, yeah. but we're doing so, all right. All right. I'm gonna put you on my just on the phone. Okay. Can you hear me better now? There we go. That's perfect. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just take, took you out of speaker. So so many professional skydivers have been um posting their comments about how serious is this. And this is good because a lot of the newer skydiver listens to the older skydiver and the, you know, and the guys that are really well, well known in the sport, because even though a lot of people know me, uh, more people know that skydiver that's out. Of course. A lot of people know my brand, but not everyone knows me. Right. You know, um, I'm still the guy that travels to boogies. I'm still the guy that travels to boogies. And I measure hundreds of people a year right. at Boogies. And unfortunately, till this day, I already canceled six events <sighs> from this week to May. Like I already got had a lot of events and private th- traveling to different drop zones just to measure people privately, groups sure. of 10 and 15. We had to cancel everything. So, so yeah, it but- sucked. Yes. It, it sucks, but but we keep on we keep on doing what we can to help, and uh, and I'm I'm really happy to to read all the comments and the text that now I have a person just strictly helping me with my Liquid Sky Instagram with my Liquid Sky Facebook. I got another person reading our info email and our mask email because we just opened a new email that it's called Mask. Right. At Liquid Sky Sports, and we have a new website that is launching up in a couple of days. That it's uh, Liquid Sky. Uh, I don't even know. It's Liquid Sky Sport Mask dot com okay. or something like that. We'll post it. I don't even know it. You know, <laughs> like they're doing that for me. We have to buy like the domain, and <laughs> they're doing everything. I just, I'm just running, and I'm working hands on with the fabric. You know, sure. cutting fabric, designing mask. Here's the other thing. I've been getting people say, hey, man, I want my mask custom with my logo so I can donate my mask to my local fire department. Okay, perfect. So I've been getting people ordering custom printed masks because that's another thing. We dye sublimate here. Right. So anything that you need printed on fabric, we can do it. Oh, man. So we've been printing masks. I'm, I'm right now getting, getting a new set of uh, masks going for a client that – uh, showed up here at the shop. And said, hey, I wanna, I wanna get some masks. Can we make some samples? So now in the morning, I'm gonna print her a couple of masks. She's gonna approve. She's gonna come, you know, she's gonna come pick them up today at noon because I can make, I can make a couple of masks in a day, you know, no problem. So she's gonna, she's gonna come pick them up, take a couple of pictures, put her on a website, and then tell me, okay, I need a hundred masks, two hundred masks. So we're gonna do it. <laughs> what you know? a f- so, what a fucking world we live in right now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I just to be honest with you, I all the masks that I'm doing for the donation purpose, 
none of them have a single branded and a single logo of Liquid Sky anywhere. Mm. And I wanted to do it like that because I don't want to take advantage. Me personally, when I'm using other people's money to give stuff out, you know, to donate, I don't want to be putting Liquid Sky everywhere. People will know what to do when they get their mask sure. and they're going to hashtag Liquid Sky Mask as a thank you. Sure. So millions of other people out there know what we're doing, but I'm not sending a mask with a label, with a logo. And people are asking me, why aren't you labeling them? Because that is not what this is about, man. Right. Like, fuck, I make money out of making hundreds, I mean, thousands, yeah, like thousands of suits a year, right? Yep. And I, this is to fucking help the people. Well, and you're doing multiple things with that. And that's what I that. want you're... people to understand. They're helping me because I don't, I don't do this only because of love. I love it, but I need to pay my rent. I need to pay my staff. I need to pay my house. So this is the best way to keep a business running sure. that was locked, locked down. And now I can contribute by sending out thousands of masks. So they're not only helping everyone out there. They're helping my factory stay running. Sure. Well, that's the thing too, right? I mean, you're not just putting out the mask that potentially helps a whole lot of people, but you're also keeping your staff employed, which is a big fucking deal because we're, we're staring down the barrel of a lot of people being out of work for a lot of time. And that's, that's important. And the other cool thing, uh, just from the skydiver perspective is when you've got the LA times coming to interview one of ours to, for doing something outside of skydiving for the community, that's really, really fucking cool man i mean that it seriously it, it gives a it gives you a sense of pride just to be a skydiver that there's those in our group that are doing that and being acknowledged for it i think that's super yeah. fucking cool i really do yeah and i Thanks, mean yeah. it's a it's a fucking weird world and anything anybody can do to help in a positive way in or out of the sport that's huge yeah 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 and i'll continue i'll continue doing it you know like i already got a pattern uh, uh, I'm working on a pattern for scrubs oh, because man. at some point we're going to need to start making scrubs and other things mm. and I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for that shit. Now, you know? have you again, have you researched what it would uh, require for you to actually be able to produce masks that are certified medically? Uh, you know, you know what? Yes. And that's what many people out there in the industry are wanting to do and I don't want to be I don't want to give everyone the bad news, but because I don't know 100%, but I'm almost I'm almost sure that no one is going to get a certification. Right. Because most, you know, these products should be made in a facility that is temperature controlled. It's, it's not even a factory. It's a laboratory. Sure. Where everything is clean. Everyone is wearing their 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 masks and gloves. The floor is shiny and clean. It's desin- disinfected. We... In our industry, or at least me here, I can't have a clean shop. Yeah, no. And all those of you that have been to my shop, you know that it's a mess <laughs> because we're cutting threads, cutting fabric nonstop, and it's super messy. And yeah, we clean, 
but that, but the priority is to make suits, right? Right, yeah, yeah. So right now, making masks, we're keeping it as clean as possible. But I'm very clear that we can't be certified because we don't have. First of all, even if you get the certification, where the fuck are we going to find the fabrics, right. the filters, and the materials? They're lacking. Yeah, they're lacking. People right. don't have them. I have a lot of contacts in China, you know, in Hong Kong and all that stuff because I work with them when I buy my labels. Some mm. of my products come from China because even babies are made in China mm. and they're imported to the United States and we take them. You know what I mean? Right. Like everything is done in China. Oh, yeah. So I got 50,000 masks and 95 masks on hold that they can ship to me. But. Not everyone has the money to invest. And I say, you know what? I bought. A, I want to buy 10000 I want to buy 20000 30000 And I don't have the money for that. Because they're, right. yeah, even though they're very cheap, it's a lot of money. Yeah. You know? And that's the only way that I'll be able to get in my hands those masks. Sure. I, I emailed a couple of companies that they put on, you know, on, on, the, on KTLA News here in LA. Hey, if you want to help us. Please call us or email us. And when we email, I get an email back. Hey, Mr. Julio Ruiz, thank you so much for your interest. If you meet all these guidelines, you can make our mask. And when I read the first one, I started laughing. I said, dude, really? No, <laughs> I can't make your mask. <laughs> you know, it's like right. every single requirement to work in a, in a sanitary, healthy, 100% clean department, zero. Sure. You know, I'm a fail. Like, you know those letters that they put outside on restaurants, that like yeah, grade yeah. A, B, C, D? We're <laughs> right. double D from what they want. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> You know, so, but I'm doing what we can, man. I'm doing what we can. I, I'm spending a lot of money just in filters that I don't even know if they're really, really working. Right. I just read specifications. The engineer was the one that recommended that to me. Sure. And... And we're putting them because maybe they'll work. Yeah, well, and maybe that's the thing, too. Maybe they'll help us I mean, a little bit. And, well, and you've already said that. And again, the medical people have said that as well, that even if a mask doesn't keep you from getting it, it can keep you from giving it. And that's one of the big things yeah. to understand out there. You know, I'm, and I'm sure uh, L.A. is just like everywhere else right now. People are wrapping T-shirts around their faces. I saw I saw the, yeah. fun, the funniest fucking mask I've ever seen in my entire life. Someone <laughs> cut the bottom out of a diaper put it over their head and then fasten the diaper around the back of their head to make a mask, which I, yeah. I give well, them, I give them style points. It was pretty fucking creative, but yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but it's the sure. same thing, you know, I mean, it, at least it's, if you're coughing or sneezing or if you have any symptoms, wearing one of those masks protects everybody else, which is a big deal. Yeah, that's true. And that's yeah. true. So I got to ask, so uh, you started jumping in, in Puerto Rico and ended up working and building one of the busiest suit companies in the sport. How the hell did that happen? Oh, brother. So I, I'm going to go back in time and give you my background, right? Cool. So I, I always love the idea of flying, like many kids out there, right? Mm. And I always wanted to – I loved airplanes. My brother loved airplanes and parachutes and all that stuff. My dad used to take me to a place that they jumped in Puerto Rico, and I saw these guys landing in round parachutes. And I think that the first person that I saw landing was breaking an ankle, oh, shit. <laughs> which was pretty funny, but I didn't give a fuck. I was like three, 
and I remember this shit. I was like three years old, I remember. So I moved to Puerto I moved from San Germán, where I was born, to San Juan. Mm. You know, I grew up, I was a skateboarder. Natas Caupas was my hero in skateboarding. And uh, but I always loved the idea of flying. So one day I watched the movie, uh Point Break. Yes. Oh yes. And I and I fucking say, you know what? I want to do this for a living. And I found out that Puerto Rico had a very small drop zone called uh, Puerto Rico Skydiving Center. Mm. So I called them and they told me, yeah, we have a rental airplane. And we do jumps every once in a while. We can book you for uh, for this date. First of all, when I called, I was only 17 and a half. Mm. So I had to wait to be 18 to get my parents' permission. Right. right? So the thing is that after I got everything... The funny thing is that my dad was taking a dump in the morning and I brought him the the waiver. Dad, can you please sign this? He signed it without reading it. Smart man. And my mom, what was that? I'm going skydiving and I ran out of the house and I already had a uh, a uh, a course ready to go awesome. in Umacao in the city that we were jumping and I went through my static line course. Wow. Wow. And I fucking loved it. I mean, it was it was very different because you're really not skydiving. You're parachuting. Sure. You know, you're jumping out of a plane with a square canopy with a Manta 288 or something like that. Yeah. And and you're, uh, you know, and that's what you're doing. So um, uh, I started jumping. The drop zone was so small that you had to be there like very early in the morning. So you could put your name on a list. <laughs> to see who's gonna jump first. Oh no! Right, and it took me twenty-two. It took me one year to make twenty-two jumps. Wow. Yeah, and um, but the people there were so cool. Like, like I still have a relation, like really good relationship with the DCOs. You know, now, like is that uh, um, was his name Jason? No, negative Ghost Rider. Nope. Okay, that's it's Butch Van Lewis and Mealy Van Lewis. They were the owners of Skydive. Okay, because Jason was the, the original owners. Yeah. Nah, I don't want to talk about that too much <laughs> because we're gonna start screaming and fighting. Uh, many people know was the deal. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. We'll we'll skip and, right over uh, that. Yeah, I but, heard. I heard but stories. I end up I end up being a re, you know kind of like their almost let's say one of their biggest you know the their main instructor tandem instructor nice i never got my aff i didn't like that too much because there's man too much class and stuff sure. and too little jumping i wanted to jump a lot right so i was doing more tandems i i end up doing a lot of tandems uh, i shot some video but there was like the main video guy i was a main tandem instructor and a couple of other guys the thing is that our drop zone grew a lot to stay to stay being a small drop zone that was busy we had a regular c182 uh, and we also have a like a super fast 182 that did like 12,000 feet in like 12 minutes. Oh, wow. With five people, you know? Wow. Yeah, really like wingtips, three blades, like really nice airplane. It was Bravo. Uh, Bravo. We had uniform and then Bravo was the beast. You okay. Know? And um, so I grew up uh, in that, in, you know, in the sport and and um, I did a lot of jumps. I got like 4,000 jumps, but I haven't jumped. I stopped jumping almost I, my career of jumping stopped when I really when I started Liquid Sky. I kept on jumping, but wasn't jumping as much. Right. I remember I was a weekend jumper, so all I got is four thousand jumps. I got two thousand tandems. I got like a hundred plus base jumps. Um, 
but but I I was never like what a guy does now. Like they do a thousand jumps a day. I couldn't do that. I had a job. Yeah. You know, I I was um I was a farrier. I don't know if you know what a farrier is. I put shoes on, on horses. horses. Yeah. Yes. So I I graduated. I have a an associate degree in agriculture. Wow. You know, and I specialized in horses. Okay. So I was putting shoes on Clydesdales. Wow. Now I'm 5'10, 170, working with a 2,000 pound horse. <laughs> How long is my career gonna last? Very little. All right. Because when you're when you're shoeing a hind, which means that you're putting a shoe on a hind, on a rear leg, right? That motherfucker is gonna start <laughs> leaning on your back, and you're gonna start getting tired. Oh and yeah. And they like biting, and <sighs> they kick, and some horses are docile, some are motherfuckers. <laughs> so I, I, I was doing this, but I was already skydiving. Okay, so I'm a horseshoer. And I'm already a skydiver on the weekends. Yeah. Then I had applied to become an artificial inseminator in cattle. <laughs> and I also got my degree on artificial inseminator. So anyone that needs to get inseminated, give me a call. Because <laughs> yeah. I know how to do that. Many people don't know it. Like even some of my closest friends don't know. I mean, newer closest friends don't know that I do all this stuff. But my old friends know that I... I can do all this stuff. I've then literally, doing- I've literally just said on the last couple of podcasts that I'm always shocked and amazed at the varied backgrounds that skydivers have. But uh, uh, someone with a degree in artificial insemination, I think you just fucking won the game. Like that's the end of the game. You won. That's it, <laughs> dude. And then while doing all this shit, I never worked as an artificial inseminator. Okay, mm. I only got my degree. I was pretty busy and happier. Uh, jumping with girls and and whoever, yeah. then sh- getting shit on my face. Yeah, because when you artificially inseminate a cow, you're gonna get a lot of shit in your face and farts, and <laughs> and your arm gets all warm and tight, <laughs> and you gotta you gotta wear like a three feet long glove, and you gotta fucking lube it like. Like if you're a porn star, right? And shove it up a cow's ass. Yeah, it's a whole different kind of fisting. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but hey, let me tell you, those those women got can get tight to the point that your bicep <laughs> to your bicep starts getting so tight that you can almost not move your arm because like your arm goes all the way in because you gotta feel the cervix, you gotta you're going to feel everything in there. And the way we learn how to do all this stuff is that we close our eyes and we have we have a set of penises and all the reproductive system of the male and female. Right. And we have to touch it. <laughs> we have to touch it with our eyes closed to know what every part of the body is. Because remember, what are you going to see when you have your arm inside a cow's ass? Uh, nothing. nothing. All you see is... Her face looking back at you going like, what the fuck are you doing with right. my ass? You know? So, so yeah, we did that. And it was super fun. Like, I fucking, <laughs> I really enjoyed those classes. It was super fun. But then I started a bachelor's degree in graphic designs and advertising. And that's why you see so many badass designs out there. Mm. Every 
like 99% of the designs that come out of Liquid Sky are made by me. I've been using Photoshop, Illustrator, Freehand all my fucking life. Mm. And I, I, I tell you, I can design fast and I can design good and I'm really happy <laughs> about that. And, uh, and I'm a graphic designer. So when I got my, when I went to school, like my teachers didn't know shit. Mm. Didn't know shit about what they were teaching. So I went to a small agency and I told them that I wanted to learn how to be a graphic designer. And they said, I cannot hire you, but I can give you a computer and you can, you can kind of like try out and ask us questions. Right. So I did my own internship for free, you know, I mean, like, because I wanted to learn and that opened the door to get hired to another agency. And I started working with them and helping them. And I kept on growing little by little to the point that I got a call from a burger agency. And then I started working at a bigger agency as as in the floor. They call it the floor when over there, when an art director finishes the job, they pass it to the graphic designer mm. and the graphic designer continues the job. Sure. But the art director that kind of like follows directions from the from the creative director. Right. Right. Um, you know, it's step by step. But the thing is that within within two or three weeks, I got a raise because of what I was doing nice. good. And I was learn I was I, I had a goal of being a really good graphic designer. And in less than a year, one of my uh buddies that was art director left to another agency and they passed me to be a, an art director. Hmm. Like because man, when you wanna do something, you fucking work hard for it and you do it. Yeah. Right. Man. So so we did that, and then from there, and I was working with Coors Light, Telemundo, a bunch of big companies, and um, from there I moved to another agency, and I was working with Nestle, Ford, uh, wow. I don't even remember, uh, Lincoln, the cars. I was working with a lot of, I was the one designing for, for a while the the car when they have a big car show in puerto rico mm. ford is the one that puts the most money and they, you gotta design like big banners that are gonna be by that brand by that model vehicle so if you have a ford a ford explorer right where you design a really badass banner that is behind that car mm. i was designing that stuff nice then i felt that i was working so hard for other that i started getting freelance job mm. And in no time, man, I was so busy that I quit. Nice. And I went freelance. And in six months of being freelance, I hired an assistant. <laughs> and when you hire an assistant, this is me working from my house. Mm. When I hire an assistant, now I need a, 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 an office. Right. So we got an office from a guy that was a realtor. And say, you know what? You're going to work in our office. You're going to be our graphic designer. I'm not going to pay you as my graphic designer. You're going to charge me right. for graphic designing like like, like, a, like, a, like a business. Right. But you're going to be here for free. You know. So we had his space for free. In a couple of months, I had two other guys helping me. Mm. And in six months, I had to leave that place and get a, a 2,000 square foot facility where I had five or six graphic designers working for me. Damn. We bought a printer. We were making billboards. I was getting calls from people saying, hey, can you do a billboard? And I had never 
assemble. I had never literally like built a billboard. Right. And I say, yeah, don't worry, I got it. <laughs> so I call, I call a guy that works with billboards and say, hey, I got some business for you. How much? Oh, fifteen thousand, whatever, right? So okay, I call my client. Okay, I can make you a billboard for sixteen thousand. <laughs> right, right. So you know what I mean. I started making commissions out of all these other things, and I started growing and growing. You know, we even had man like two-page ads on the Rub Report magazine. Wow. I don't know if you know what magazine is that one. Like, like it's a magazine that you have only Lamborghinis, Ferraris, right, mansions, right. gold, all these shit. So we even put ads there. Puerto Rico has a, a, a you know our main newspaper, and every Saturday there's an insert that is for the realty, you know, a new project development. Sure. Right? One one of those inserts one time had six full pages ads that we had done for different customers. Wow! So being a very small design shop because I never I was never an agency. Mm. I was kind of like a design shop, man. We were so busy. I I have to thank a lot the my right hand Ramses. He was my he was the guy that I taught, and now he teaches me. He's awesome. a badass. Awesome. And the guy that gave me that first opportunity, which his name was Gabriel Gabriel Cole, and he gave me the first opportunity to work at his shop because he started getting me business from all his clients his wife and uh and sister-in-law i started working with developers with restaurants we were designing logos for restaurants designing shops for restaurants and all these really cool places and i fucking loved it mm. you know because designing i design jumpsuits right it's my passion my passion is to design sure and um but here's the thing here's the thing while designing I fucking come up with an idea and working at the drop zone of the guy that you just named a little while ago. <laughs> yep. I'm like, we were in 2000, in the early 2000s, we were already doing angle flying mm. there in Puerto Rico. We, we call it Monati, right? Yes. And, and that's all I fucking love to do, but not many people wanted to do it. And we were fucking turning points. We were on Monati doing open accordions, compressed accordions. Awesome. And, you know, old school, a little bit slower, right? You know, like sure. the shit that goes on right now, it's too fast for me. Yeah, I feel I'm going to fall in pieces. Like I'm going <laughs> to lose an arm or shit like that. And and um, we were doing all this stuff with Heath Richardson. Um was one of the guys that was always jumping with us doing all this stuff and all my Puerto Rico buddies. Nice. And we fucking loved it. I used to fly back back then a 74 uh, XVX, which is a it's a VX yep. that opens like shit, right? <laughs> when you get a VX that opens like shit, you send I, I send it to another factory. They modify it with the other company's ideas and they modify it and call it an XVX, <laughs> right? Nice. Yeah, so the company, the the um, Chris Martin used to be the plan operator or something in chaos, mm. you know, in uh, precision aerodynamic. And he told me, Julio, your VX has a problem. Send it to me. I'll help you. So he removed, he made a non-cascaded lines. He put a brass, brass grommets, a different slider. He removed the Icarus logo. So I had a hybrid. And man, I fucking love that 74. Mm. And I could go really fast. So I'm swooping 
and I'm fucking swooping over the big tent that we have all the people waiting in line to do a tandem. <laughs> and I'm like a feet, a foot from each person's head coming at 300 mile an hour. Right. So I get kicked out of the drop zone that day <laughs> because of fucking doing the cool stuff. Right? right. Right. So I pack my shit with my wife and we leave and we go sit by the beach and we start talking about how badass life is and fucking let's do something. Sure. And I wanted to open a sushi restaurant because I fucking love sushi. Right. There you go. And and I start brainstorming and then we decide that we want to do board shorts and bikinis because I live in an island. Sure. And I'm talking, this is right in front of the beach, right? We go, we want to invent, we want to come up with a business. And I'm talking to my, my brother-in-law that he's a TV producer in Puerto Rico. I said, why the fuck do you want to do sushi or board shorts and bikinis when you don't serve and you don't fucking know anything about cooking? Leave that shit to me because I have restaurants. <laughs> Why don't you make jumpsuits? It's like, oh, fuck. That was right <laughs> right there in my pocket, and I never thought about it. Right. So I immediately started researching. It took me a year, man, to find a supplier to start testing. And immediately, man, I start working on this. Like within a day, my wife comes with a name called Lick. We were going to do Orbit jumpsuits. Mm. So I made this logo, really cool logo, which was really cool. Right, really fucking cool. I loved it. But she goes like, you know what? I think Liquid Sky is better. That's a nice name. And my wife has always been my 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 fucking copywriter, you know, my personal copywriter, my creative <laughs> mind with this. And she came up with Liquid Sky. And I, I think that within 10 minutes, I already had a logo. Oh, awesome. Well, <laughs> you I know? suppose you're the perfect person to, go, to be able to market your own company. <laughs> yeah, man. So I had a logo. And in no fucking time, I'm trying to work on suits. So Heath Richards' son, I don't know if you know who he is. I do. I He's still in the sport. I used to work with so, him at uh, Cross Keys back in uh, so, 2004. Yeah. yeah, so so Heath is old school, right? He's oh, a yeah. really – like Heath is one of my favorite flyers overall. Badass swooper, badass free flyer. He's a pilot. We're pretty good friends. And he gives me his Psycho Circus Firefly suit, which I was the dealer for Sherry at Firefly. God, right? we know all the and same I, people. <laughs> and I know I love Firefly suits and I love Sherry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so so he gave me his suit and said, hey, man, I don't know. Maybe this works for you. Figure it out. And I started like getting ideas from that old school suit. And started making something similar. And I made a suit for Adam Rosen, which I don't know if you remember Monkey Claw, right? Oh, yeah. Very well. So Monkey Claw was uh, – the crew from Monkey Claw was our best friends. I still talk to Patel, to Adam, uh, to all those guys. I love them. We jumped a lot together. Like we had a really good, really good relationship with the Monkey Claw. Mm. And all those guys, I made Adam his first suit, which – he quit jumping like literally that day, <laughs> and uh, and and I started making suits to my friends in Puerto Rico that wanted to experiment with me. Sure. And one day, uh, and we had a boogie that one of my buddies, Hector Flores, start wanted our drop zone to grow, so he um 
he he ba- made the boogie. He made a boogie, and we brought the Franken Otter from Kroskis. Awesome, right? The original Franken Otter, like yep. it had pieces of every fucking color. And I meet, um, I meet a uh, Chris Fiala. Yeah, you know, right? So Chris, uh, we became kind of like buddies, and he comes to Puerto Rico for a vacation. And he said, hey, dude, I'm going to be in Puerto Rico. Let's go for, you know, for a drive. I took him to a Yunque and all that stuff. And I had in the back of my car a couple of Borsh, a couple of pans that I made, soup mm. pans. And he said, dude, fuck. You know what? I jump in Elsinore. There's a boogie called the Chick Strokes Boogie. Call this chick Melanie Curtis. Hmm. Talk to her. Maybe you can go there. Fucking call Melanie Curtis in October 2004 or five. I was at fucking Chicks Rocks with a suit that I would never sell to the public these days. Mm. Because right now, looking back, it's a piece of crap. <laughs> and I sold like 20 jumpsuits in one fucking weekend. Wow. You know who my first clients were? Mm. David Gershfeld. Nice. I don't know if you remember Gershfeld. Oh, yeah. David has one of the first Liquid Sky suits. A lot of people from that drop zone, but Boogie, but Drop. Uh, um, jumpsuits, Lelo, but jumpsuits, Melanie Curtis got a jumpsuit. Like I started working with Mel practically the first weekend of liquid sky. Melanie was a belly flyer. She wasn't a free flyer, Yeah, but, but she was this awesome vibe. This woman has the most awesome vibe in the sport that I knew that if I got her a suit, she could help me. Sure. So she got a red, yellow and black suit. And I got so many orders and I started getting so well known that I started making a lot of suits. And Oregon was in the industry just before us. Sure. Oregon, I give I always give credit to Oregon because Oregon was the company that stepped it up and started making awesome fashion jumpsuits. Yeah, sure they did. And and Nancy, I don't know her, but I've always said that that woman did a big change in the sport where she turned it from old school looking suits to fashion looking suits. Sure. When I saw Dave Brown's suit, I said, fuck, that thing is beautiful. Yep. So it was an opportunity to me to get on that boat and start making suits. I went to, I went to, uh, I, I went to Quincy and Rantoul a bunch of times mm. and I, I, I had some of my suits and I saw people say, what brand is that? Oh, this is a brand that we're making, blah, blah. So we started growing and growing and to the point that Dave Brown one day calls me, Hey man, my name is Dave. He never said Brown. Hmm. And I want to buy one of your jumpsuits. And after we're talking that I took his order and all that stuff, then I found out that he was Dave Brown. And what, one thing that I liked about him is that he never asked me for a sponsored suit, sure. even though he was a really well-known. He just wanted to buy a suit. Sure. And that that made me respect him more. Of course. Because he never came to me like many people that want free shit. And that's what <laughs> sucks about this sport, that people want free shit and right. they don't do shit for you. Right. The guy wanted to buy a suit. He bought a suit and they say, man, I like it. I want to get another one. So you know what? You're going to get another one. You know, you don't want to get another. You're going to get another one. Right. So I sponsored Dave Brown and, and I started growing with athletes. I started sponsoring Luis Prineto. I met I met TJ Langren 
and a long time ago, and I made him an offer. But TJ's TJ's also another person that I fucking respect like no other jumper sure. in this world. Sure. TJ said, you know what, Julio, thank you so much for your offer. I've been working with Sherry for many years and I'm super happy with her suits. Right. I don't need a suit from you. If I ever need one, I'll call you. I don't know what happened. He called me. And TJ has been with Liquid Sky for fucking practically since the day we started. Mm. MX Halsey, Will, uh, Bill Halsey, you know MX? Yeah, super yeah. fucking badass ninja that can do it all. <laughs> he had called me like super crazy. Hey, dude, I'm buddy with TJ. Can you sponsor me? And I'm like, oh, who the fuck is this dude? But then I... <laughs> He sent me a video of him jumping with a, I don't remember who the fuck from an antenna, Kirby, Kirby, from an antenna doing crazy shit. I said, you know what, fuck, I'm going to help you out. Right. Fuck it. And I started creating these good, badass jumpers that were getting me a lot of business. You know how I met Junior? How? Which, thank you, Junior, for <laughs> hooking us up with this uh, interview. Junior won a pair of swooping pants from the swooping events that were happening in Florida. Right. That uh, Jim Slayton used to organize, right? And Junior wore a pair because we, we were giving out one pair of suit pants to the first or closest to first non-sponsor athlete. Cool. Right? So Junior won a pair, and that's how I met him. And I'm telling you, like, I was in Puerto Rico making suits for three years, and that's when I met all these guys. Mm. And, like, to the point, like, Junior's my brother man like i fucking love junior ludwig he's really really good dude oh yeah tj all these guys i have so much respect for them because they're not only good jumpers they're fucking good friends exactly you know? and and i i never flown in the caliber that they fly you know but but they're badasses and they they took me as a friend before even being like their sponsor sure like i have i have conversation personal conversations with tj outside of skydiving because we're friends sure. you know and tj when he needs something he will get it because of you know so i and that's why i like about many of my athletes that they're not only an athlete they're my friends and i have sure. a lot of really good athletes in my in my team, I mean, like, we sponsor so many fucking people. It's stupid. Like, <laughs> PD Factory team, Team Alter Ego, a lot of individuals. I fucking love seeing the podium when you go to a swoop meet. And, you know, a podium normally has, what, three spaces, yep. right? One, two, three. But they normally put ten, right? Right. So you count nine are wearing Liquid Sky swoop pants. And they're not all, they're not all sponsored by me. Most of them are, right? But it's so fucking awesome oh. to see world champions good good people that you know good ambassadors out there that that represent the brand i fucking love it i fucking love it absolutely well and, and especially coming from as as a, a small drop zone as you originally came and and the variety of careers that you've had uh, to push your way through to being one of the most well-known uh, brands of, of suit manufacturers not just in skydiving but again all the other stuff that you're doing as well it's fucking amazing i mean at one point you had your your entire arm up a cow's ass <laughs> and now, yeah. <laughs> and now you're making swoop pants for some of the most successful swoopers ever on the planet. I mean, you've you've yeah. 
absolutely push forward doing all this cool stuff and yeah. all the again you and i come from the same skydiving generation we both come from the point break generation uh and i'm sure you know yeah. a lot of the same people that i know i'm sure you know danny coon used to go out to puerto rico oh fucking oh. danny danny has the first pair of swooping pants that i ever built does he really he want, yeah fucking danny is my buddy man fucking danny, danny did coon. a bunch of videos with me too danny i is met so danny i yeah Dude, I fucking love Lanny, man. Like, so yeah, Danny fucking and I, badass super. Oh, yeah. Danny and I started basically skydiving together in Las Vegas way, way, way back in the day. And, uh, um, awesome. Yeah, you know, and I used to hear about all his stories going back and forth to, to Puerto Rico. In fact, I spent a couple of years living in the Virgin Islands because I was flying for Seaborne Airlines out there. Uh, okay. And, oh, yeah, nice. I yeah, have friends yeah. that work for Seaborne. Yeah, man. So I was with them for a couple of years, but I wasn't jumping at the time, so I never did make it over to Puerto Rico to make the jumps. But I spent a fair amount of time in San Juan as well and i had nice. no idea that liquid sky started there fuck yeah man That's... 2004 is where we officially launched it and registered but we we started working a little bit before that so what we did is we we kind of like you know there's always going to be a plus or minus with everything mm. but we you know with time but i i call it that we started october 2014 and that's when we celebrated 15 years at uh, Cheeks Rocks. Nice. And uh, I think that year we gave out 15 free suits. Nice. Overall, you know. I, I, I like a lot of people give discounts and I always give discounts, but there's some events like when I go to the 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 Summerfest, man, Rook is also one of my athletes, right? Mm. And Rook is the guy, this is funny because I tell Rook, dude, when the fuck are you going to get another suit? Julio, why <laughs> am I going to get another jumpsuit? It's still in good conditions. <laughs> that's As awesome, though. I mean, and that's... See, that's awesome because there's so many athletes and, that would be, um, they'd be pushing for, I, no, no, you got to give me, give me, give me. I want another jumpsuit. Yeah, because, I want another yeah, jumpsuit. Yeah, because it's another year. I want another jumpsuit, blah, blah, blah. No, and I always give out a free suit and a free pair of pants or something for the film fest at at that boogie. I, I also, there's a couple of other boogies that I do like that, like Carolina Fest. I love the Carolina Fest crew, you know, and I love all the drop zones that I go because I've never had a bad experience at a drop zone, mm. especially, you know, the, the locals treat me really good. Sure. And I, I give either a couple of decent certificates or I give a free suit and a couple of certificates. I give sometimes, you know, free jerseys and stuff like that. I mean, you know how much money I've spent <laughs> in advertising in magazines? And I'm sorry, Cola, and I'm sorry, Parachutist, but I've never invested. I've never put a cent because even though I believe that's important, my biggest, my biggest, uh, uh, my biggest promotion is my athletes that sure. are out there walking, you know, so I always post on a person. Well, see, and that's the thing, I, though. I, I mean, give a person a suit. I get many sales because that person is wearing a suit. Of course. Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, uh, trust me, I know Laura and Cola quite well. Neither of them would be the least bit upset that you didn't advertise oh, in the magazine. Oh man, and I know, I well. know Cola. I know Cola really well, and we know each other really well. I think that the last canopy that Cola sold before she left PD was my wife's canopy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and my wife was never able to use it because she got pregnant when she got it. <laughs> oh, but man. no, no, I, I've known Cola for a while. I've known Cola for a while and Laura. And uh, 
and yeah, I did. I did a couple of ads, not 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 jumpsuit related, with her, and I, I've, you know, I we got a good relationship. But it's one of those things that I I have a different mindset in the way that I advertise. That's my background, and and I think that everyone already knows who I am. Sure. And it's more important for me to give out a free suit to someone that really needs it and really is going to represent it. Sure. Also to help the women in the sport. I got a lot of really good girls that fly liquid sky because mm. women, man, like I can make a really sexy suit for a girl, you know, <laughs> and there's nothing better than seeing a sexy skydiver in a jumpsuit. Isn't that the truth? Isn't you know, like truth? a girl well, with a good fitting suit. Well, and you, I'll tell you what, you and uh, companies like Liquid Sky and companies like Oregon, they kind of were the transition into uh, the modern skydiving look because you and I came up when if you were a badass skydiver, chances are you looked like a dirtbag. Um, you, you know, the the dirtier the jumpsuit and the more fucked up the rig, the more hardcore that must have been you were jumping, so you were a badass. Uh-huh. You know, and yeah. then it's somewhere along the lines, and if I think back about it, again, it was Oregon and Liquid Sky, and this is the yeah. 2004 uh, time frame. All of a sudden, people were showing up in jumpsuits that looked like they were hopping into a NASCAR, and they were Fuck hopping yeah. into Formula Fuck One, yeah. and you're like, Fuck, dude. Jesus Christ, that's a badass jumpsuit. And yeah, one of my one of yeah. my one of my good friends, Stephen Jackson, that, that goes by the name of Jacko, showed up in a, in a jumpsuit of that style, and I'm like, oh fuck me, I'm never gonna get laid again. <laughs> yeah, I'm like fuck me, I gotta, I, have, know, man. I gotta yeah, have yeah. this jumpsuit. I mean, now. It, it, you know, forget how you fly, dude. It's how you fucking look. <laughs> right. You just gotta look, which is sexy. which is the you, best you, you for know, an average you know, guy ever, like me. <laughs> Yeah, man. Look, we 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 when we were starting to make like these sexy cuts on suits, I I had a client girl that I was fitting her for a jumpsuit because I I get a lot of walk-ins here. Sure. Like right now, I I've seen like a million cars walk in front of me because I have a storefront in Burbank Boulevard, right? Okay. And I get a lot of walk-ins from Paris and Elsinore. I get people that fly that fly here to get mm. measured, and um, I'm measuring this girl, right? And I'm explaining to her that it's very important that the suit fits tight up her butt crack, <laughs> not giving her a wedgie, but feed it because you don't want to have a fucking diaper in your ass. You want to have a nice, sexy ass, sure. right? And one of my staff starts laughing that why am I doing this? I said, dude, because a fucking woman has to look hot on a suit. <laughs> and even a guy, your suit needs to fit properly in the torso lens sure. and properly everywhere because I hate making potato sacks. Right. And that's why my margin of error on fitting, it's so little because I always make suits to the body. I make suits to the body and we're, we've been working on a new website and, and this is going to sound stupid for a couple of years, <laughs> but it's, but it's because me, because I've been so busy that we haven't gotten all the information to James to finish it. And mm. finally, we started working back again on it. And we're taking pictures. We're doing all this stuff. We added like almost five or six more measurements because the more technical the suits get, the more measurements you need. And I don't do so much of the super stretchy stuff. Right. Um, and I do make a lot, but my patterns are 
very well worked on. We did. We, I'm a pattern maker, mm. right? So I make all my patterns on a program that I sit and I do everything really good because you being a skydiver and being a pattern maker understands it a little more. Sure. Like I can make patterns. I can sew. I can design. I can cut. I can do everything. And I believe that if you own a company, you should know at, as much as you can because on days like this, let's say that your pattern maker is sick. Who's going to make your patterns? I'm right. going to make my patterns. Yeah. Who's going to cut? I'm going to cut. Who's going to sew? I'm going to sew. You know, so I, I get prepared to be able and do everything that we have to do. Sure. And and I work really hard on fitting bodies. And it's very difficult. It's super difficult to fit bodies. And, and some people don't appreciate what we do. Some people fucking know that we drive an extra mile for that. Sure. But um, but you gotta work really hard on making your suits, and um, and I know that we can make a good suit. I know we can make a good. We make good suits, and um, and we stay busy. And the most important for me is it's not how many suits you make, man. It's how many badass suits you can you're really making. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For and sure. you know what I mean? It's like I don't I don't prostitute my brand. That's another thing. I don't prostitute my brand. I don't undersell my product. Because I have too much respect for my for my brand, and if my suit costs this much, that's the price of my suit. Sure, right. And if you can't afford it, there's always ways of me helping you out by giving you free rush, by by giving me a couple of sales. I'm gonna give you a better deal. Sure. But but you know I'm not a fan of giving discounts or or having people ask me for discounts when. When we were fucking hard for this shit, man. And, yeah, man. and unfortunately, I'm in one of the most expensive cities of the fucking United States. <laughs> yeah, you are. And my labor is very expensive. My staff makes money. You know, I pay a lot of rent. My my products are high-end quality. And yeah, that's well, I how mean, it come is. On. Let's you know? face it. Uh, if you are an active skydiver, you know that this is not a fucking cheap sport. It's just that simple. It is not. It's and, no, it is not. You know, so uh, the the ones that are asking for discounts, I d- believe me, I understand why they do, but they absolutely should a hundred percent understand when you're like, no, buy the fucking suit. yeah, <laughs> buy the fucking yeah, suit, man. man, pay the yeah, price. Yeah, it is, it is, it is like an expensive sport. I also uh, have a go kart. I go to. The, I haven't gone to the track much because I've been really busy. Sure, that's another very expensive uh, sport. Yeah. You know, driving cars, <laughs> like you spend hundreds of dollars a day, like skydiving uh, easily. So, but it's so fucking fun, man. I have three downhill mountain bikes that I'm not using. I have my my tag go kart that I'm not using. I only have from skydiving. I only have my two helmets, my canopy. I don't have a rig. I don't go to the tunnel. I don't have a suit. I only own three jumpsuits in my whole life. Wow. Of skydive of liquid sky. All right. Because I never thought that I needed to have one for each day. Sure. Being the owner. Sure. You know, I I always wear the same liquid sky hat for the past million years i don't i don't believe in and and i don't sometimes don't even work my brand because ah you know what i fuck i don't yeah. need that yeah, you know no, i what? i love what i do i'm proud of what i do and i know that i'm julio from liquid sky but i don't have to be worried that shit all the time to let people know because realistically i'm no one you know in the skydiving world i'm known but i'm no one in the world right you know? i'm just another guy that makes suits that's sure. it 
Sure. Well, and the nice thing is, though, I mean, skydiving is a big sport, but it's also a small sport. And as soon as the reputation yep. gets around and people realize you're standing behind your product, you're not required to wear that fucking T-shirt or that jumpsuit or that hat every day of the week because people know the brand. You know, and so if you're yep. not, if you're just trying to get the attention for the company in the suit and not yourself, then you're doing it right, man. I mean, fucking yeah. hats off. So to, you, as, as we wrap things up, tell everybody once again how they can find Liquid Sky, how they can get a jumpsuit, how they can get a mask, and what's coming up. Okay, so for jumpsuits, racing suits, jerseys, pull-up cords, all the cool stuff that we can make, you're going to go on liquidskysports.com, right? Cool. Um, check out the website. Right now, our website is super outdated. Again, we're working on a new one. Hmm. If you have any questions and you want to email us direct, you can go info at liquidskysports, with an S at the end, dot com, liquidskysports.com, info at liquidskysports.com. Um, you can email me personally, which is J-U-L-I-O at liquidskysports.com. For the masks, I'm going to give you 100% what's the new website. Mm. Uh, give me one second. Sure. Go because I don't know it. <laughs> I think it's too easy for me to remember it. Probably. Um, it is the new website. It's called where is it? Liquid Sky Mask. Okay. Singular M A S K Liquid Sky Mask.com. That should be up in a couple of days. There you can you can make a donation of $25 and you're gonna get one mask for yourself and liquid sky will donate a second mask if you want to get more masks you do double the donation and you get more masks if you don't care about getting a mask but you want to help there's going to be another link which is just for donations awesome we've been getting donations of a thousand dollars five hundred fifty nice nice you know whatever the can do they can if you want a dollar i don't care keep in mind that you're helping the world because we're not just helping the skydiving community we're helping the world and you're helping a small company like me stay afloat have other employees working again right that's a big damn deal man it it really yeah you know like I, i did not want any of my employees scratching their ass at their house filing for unemployment or shit like that i wanted everyone here yeah we're paying them a little bit less because we're running out of the nations but they all understood that that's how it's happening sure i even contacted a lady that i didn't know and said you know what i got this much a day you want to do it fuck yeah i'll be there at eight yep well you know there's a lady that i don't even know there's got to be a fair amount of pride, too, in your staff knowing that they're doing something to try and help people as well as being able to help themselves in their own families. So, man, I mean, it's yeah, I mean. Uh, honestly, I think it's fucking spectacular. I seriously highly recommend everybody that's listening uh, to go on. Even if you're uh, thinking you don't need a mask, do the donation. Get a couple of masks out there for people that might need them, for people that uh, want that kind of help. You know, I mean, it's I can't recommend more being able to just get it out there. Um Liquid Sky Mask, you said, is the uh, website? Wait, is that me? What the fuck did I do here? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's okay. Uh, so li- <laughs> Liquid Sky Mask. I think I hit a button by mistake. Wait. That's Shit. okay. 
Liquid Sky Mask uh, and wait, Liquid, wait, wait, wait. Liquid go, Sky Sports, I believe, were the two. Okay, I'm here. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, LiquidSkyMask.com. Li- it's not. It's not up yet. It's not up yet. So, I mean, you days. can email us. The, you can email us to. Um, oh, fuck. I think it's mask at LiquidSkySports.com. Okay. Or info at LiquidSkySports.com. But the the website mask. Uh, the we'll liquidskymask.com will be up very soon. I got to finish some pictures today. Sure. Send them to James. And, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get that up very soon. Awesome. You know? Awesome. Well, Julio, I tell you what, man, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to sit down with me and fill me in, not just on the mask stuff, but on absolutely everything. I wish you all the best of luck in everything moving forward. Hope you get to crank out at least 1,000 masks a day and keep helping people out. But, again, thank you so much for taking the time. I, I want to say thank you real quick to James Labari sure. from Beyond Marketing because James – Although he's, you know, he's the one making our websites. He's a really good friend. I I talk to him about all the all these little things that I don't want to fuck up, and he helps me. Awesome. Bonnie Grant also gave us a really good contact of a guy that um that was helping me, like the engineer helping me, and everyone that has helped. I really want to thank everyone for for everything that you've done to make this happen. And don't stop helping us right so so we can continue that's that's all we want man like people to help so we could help that's it, man. And that's what it's about. And again, I, I can't thank you enough for not only helping to give the, the skydiving industry a good a good name outside the sport, but uh, the work that you're actually doing day to day, man. Thank you so much. Cool, man. Thank, thank you so much. Take care, brother. And there you go. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. Thanks for joining. As always, brought to you by the greatest magazine in the known universe, Blue Skies Mag. Head to blueskiesmag.com where you can subscribe to the magazine, catch all the cool new shit that's going to be coming, as well as submit those photos, those article ideas, buy all that cool swag. Head to blueskiesmag.com to do exactly that. For me, I am the fucking pilot. You're going to head to thefuckingpilot.net to subscribe to this podcast, as well as get a hold of both the books that I've written, both the uh, fucking pilot book, which was with Blue Skies Magazine, as well as the Accidental Stripper, both of them available in digital and print and it's being read now that's right it's going to be coming out in audio form soon Uh, once again thanks for joining we'll see you next time